Secrets to Real Estate Investing, Episode 113. Welcome to the Secrets of Real Estate Investing Show, where you'll learn powerful strategies from top experts to take your investments to the next level. Here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. And I'm so excited because I'm having my first ever guest on for a repeat because she's been doing a lot, a lot of new stuff going on in her life. And with that, welcome to the show, Iris Veneration. Hi, Holly. Happy to be back. Always love to be here with you. So thank you. Thanks oh. for having me again. Well, thank you for taking time of, from your now busier schedule with oh your two God. new additions into your life, which you'll have to quickly fill us in on that. But um, so listeners, if you want to get her whole background and story from corporate world to transition to house flipper, go back and listen to episode one. But uh -huh. Iris, give us like the little filling in since then, like what's yeah, happened. Sure, sure. I still, you know, I, well, I'm very passionate about real estate. I love it because there's so many ways to make money in real estate. So, you know, I, I still, I'm still, I'm a flipper at heart. I love that. I love the transformation that really, that uh, I love the fat checks <laughs> and uh, definitely I, I'm holding a lot more here in Southern California, all in Southern California. I'm happy to say that. And we've also done a lot of not just long-term rentals, but also have done a lot of short-term rentals using, you know, the Airbnb platform and, and whatnot. So uh, yeah, I'm really digging that. And, um, and yeah, still full-time in real estate and just, had two beautiful twins and so that's keeping my hands full <laughs> but it's a lot of fun i can't wait till they take over our properties but you know that's a long time from now so keep okay on. so so iris and her partner anastasia have two adorable little boys what are their names uh blake and hudson blake and hudson yeah. okay so you guys have to watch this on youtube if you're listening on <laughs> itunes because you have to see the picture she held up they're so cute and how old are they now they're six months now so and you know, I and a funny story I share uh, tell people is that they've already closed their first deal. You know, we went out to rent one of our properties, and Anastasia had to show it. And they were sitting in the car because we didn't have a sitter, and you know, they're twins. And we had all these people come check out the house, and someone came and stopped at the car to say, you know, are those twins in the car? Because the doors open. And they came out and I said, yes, they're twins. And I'm like, oh my God, we're twins. And my daughter has twins and blah, blah, blah. It was like this twin fest. But oh my what? gosh. They ended up renting the house. Those boys closed their first deal. Awesome. <laughs> well, hmm. if we were more clever at um, taxes, I don't think it's possible. It'd be cool if you could pay them a fee <gasps> to shift some income over to them. No, I'm just Ooh, kidding. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> their first um, finder's fee. No. Um, <laughs> I love I it. Yeah, that. that's good. You have to use them in modeling with mailers later or something, so you can get all those those <laughs> tax tips, tax write-offs. Okay, cool. Well, that was what I was most excited about. I mean, the business stuff, whatever. But since I'm a mom of four, I love kids, and I'm so excited you've got a couple on your own. Yeah, oh, that's great. yeah. It's been uh, it's been crazy. Everyone asks me if I. Uh, if I get any sleep, but, and I tell them that, you know, I found the secret to getting sleep and it's called a, a night nanny. Woohoo! <laughs> well, and, and I'd love to point something out because night nannies cost money and mm. money can be made or extra money can be made with real estate investing. Even if people have jobs, maybe they do real estate investing on the side. So 
Um, I think money can buy happiness because yes. I'm happy when I have more sleep. So there you sleep. go. Yeah, definitely you can buy sleep. And, you know, I think it's a great point that you bring up, Holly, because, you know, I, I'm so grateful that, you know, I, I do real estate and it's afforded me, uh, you know, the saying I like to say is I like to flip for the fast cash, but I hold for the freedom. And because of real estate, and you know everything that we've been doing all these years and all the properties we've been acquiring it's been it's allowed us to have this lifestyle you know have kids later on in our lives and then be able to afford it without you know without the struggle of no sleep and all that other stuff so yeah you can special. enjoy it more than mm -hmm. if you're mm -hmm. young and poor but uh whatever <laughs> being young and poor is still a great way to have kids too so Anyway. Well, I definitely wish I had more energy because <laughs> those kids take a lot of energy, but it's definitely, definitely worth it. Oh yeah. I noticed a big difference. I had my first kid at 25 and my last kid at 33. And at 33, I was like, oh, I'm old. I'm tired. Okay. Uh, I'm 50. So now I like laugh about that, but I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to dive into our awesome okay. content for today. So I've got some great questions lined up for Iris. Okay because we've had an interesting last year with a lot of market shifts that both Irish and I have felt in the Southern California market. But with that, why don't you tell us about your biggest challenging flip that you've had um, last year? Okay, yeah, it's a, <laughs> well, I have to say every year there is a challenging flip. Uh, but this year, or I should say last year, 2018, I definitely had a big doozy. And, uh, and this is, uh, and you know, I'm actually glad to talk about it because uh, this was a situation, it was a property uh, close to USC, really hot area right now in Southern California um, because of all the development going on over there. And um, we bought this house and we bought it at the right price. And we, when we fixed it all up, you know, our takeout price, which was earlier in the year, in 2018, uh, was a lot higher than what I had originally calculated. So there was like a little push there. So I was really excited about that. But uh, the week before we went on the market, um, we were getting a final on the roof, which we had pulled a permit for, which was the only permit I pulled. And uh, the inspector wanted to see something on the inside. And unfortunately, when he saw what happened was going on in the inside and saw that everything was redone, uh, he called us on everything. So basically, we had to take it off the market. And... <laughs> And then basic, uh, I felt like I had to redo that entire rehab a second time because he wanted, we had to pull permits on everything. And then the biggest uh, challenge of it all was he, uh, he wanted us to reinforce the foundation and add a couple beams or put a bigger beam than we had initially put in there. So it involved like removing the kitchen, having to go underneath the house and, you know, dig, you know, put some footings in. And so just a hot mess. And, you know, our house was staged and it was, <laughs> anyway, um, to make a long story short, I often get asked, you know, do you pull permits or not? And I'm still gonna say, and this has always been my, uh, my philosophy. If it's just a straight cosmetic fixer and I can get in and there, out of there really fast, then I'm gonna do it as quickly as possible and take that chance. Are you supposed to pull permits? For the record, absolutely you are. Okay, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in there and take my chance and get it done as quickly as possible. My biggest advice, you know, work tight, keep the front door closed, the garage door down, the windows, maybe something on the windows so it doesn't invite any looky-loos. If you're gonna do anything major like roofs, 
right? Where it can be seen from the street or where you know they're doing other renovations. Definitely pull a permit on that because, you know, all it takes is a code enforcement person to drive by and see you're working on the roof and they're gonna, they're gonna call you on it. So, or either that or just make sure your entire roof is done in one weekend, right? Yes, we so, do that a lot. New roof in a weekend, off yeah. on Saturday or Friday uh -huh, afternoon. Uh -huh, and right. Yeah, so you, you can work smart about it, right? Or uh, if you're going to actually add bathrooms, there's obviously square footage and things like that. You definitely want to get that permit so permitted so then it's on record. So in this case, you know, I pulled the, per the roof permit because there were other rehabs going on on the street. But it was that that got us pinched, unfortunately, because he saw something when he was looking in from the roof, oh. and then that was it. And then so, you know, I had taken out a wall and, you know, I had everything, uh, what do you call this, done by a uh, general uh, contractor, right? But, you know, it, it turns out everything, the calculations were wrong because we had to redo everything. And it just, to make a long story short, that was like a, a, a long renovation to begin with. That took us like eight months, took another six months to just finish everything with the permits. And the thing is, is when you get popped, just be prepared. The inspectors will be pissed <laughs> and they're going to call you on everything. So you just got to work with them, do your best. And pretty soon, you know, they'll, they'll turn it around and be nice and, and try to get you going on your way. But that was, uh, that was a really tough project. It, again, it added six months to our uh, to our whole thing. And part of it, you know, again, it wasn't just that the construction and, you know, the whole uh, part of the reason why it took so long was because this was in LA, city of LA, and they were so shorthanded on inspectors. So literally we would call for an inspection and they would cancel the day of the inspection and then reschedule it for two days later. And then two days later, they would cancel and then reschedule it. And it would be the following week. So before you know it, weeks on end would go by and we can't, we couldn't just, we couldn't move forward. So, uh, you know, that's, um, time is money in this flipping game. So it's like, oh, that was such a heartache. And then to add on top of that, you know, once we were finally done, you know, we, we came back out at towards the end of the year and the market had shifted. The market had definitely showed there was a palpable shift in the market. I mean, if you looked on the MLS, everything was price reduction, price reduction, price reduction. And, uh, and so what we had originally, you know, we had originally gone to market and we had a lot, we already had offers that were over asking. So that was like, woohoo. And all I could think of was if we take it through the summer, you know, it's even going to get hotter. Right. And then it totally cooled down. So it was kind of crazy. So instead of being able to sell it for more, we actually had to sell it for less. So luckily, you know, uh, for us, I mean, we, we, it wasn't a loss. We still made a profit, but it was like this profit versus this profit. <laughs> and so well, that's amazing. My hat is off to you. My hard hat is off to you <laughs> that you made a profit with all those challenges because I don't think I would have, I couldn't carry, you know, interest costs for an extra six months on a house oh, yeah. it and definitely... all the extra contractor costs. Cause I'm sure the contractor charged you for all of that work. Absolutely. And engineering and architect and all that stuff. So it, the, the cost ballooned like, oh my gosh, I think we were in this uh, original budget. It probably ballooned another 40,000 on top of what we, our original mm -hmm. budget. What was your original budget? Um, it was it was pretty high. It was like eighty. It was like eighty, I think, if I remember the numbers right. Okay. But yeah, we we ended up with a with quite a bit of money in that thing. So again, you know, um, 
we were just so fortunate that we were able to walk away with a small profit. But, you know, as a flipper, you know, when you spend 14 months of your life on a property, you know, when you make this, you know, if I had to calculate it, you know, I probably made less than 50 cents an hour. (laughs) Even that. So at the same time, you know, I'd rather, I'm happy to say that we, we walked away with some money versus a huge loss. So actually, you know, if I can just transition, you know, I, you know, for me, a lot of people want to know what's going on, like with, with my deals and stuff. And I kind of, you know, admittedly last, the end of last year was a little tough. You know, I definitely felt, you know, uh, a market, uh, it's hard. What would you call it, Holly? It's not so much a stabilization, maybe a stall, a market stall. And so um, I, I was looking at properties that we were buying and then what we were selling them at. And for me, for my personal deals, I, I felt there was a 5% little dip. And so 5% does not sound like a lot, but I want to caution your listeners, for example, that, you know, an average house in Orange County or LA, you know, let's say 600,000, right? That sounds pretty average for our, our markets, right? LA, Orange County, 5% on 600,000 is... 30,000, right? And so, you know, for a lot of newbies trying to get into this, I mean, that could be your entire profit margin. You know, I joke with people that I tell them, I don't want to get out of bed for less than $30,000. And I know a lot of people, you know, will do deals that only have that margin. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 5% dip, well, that takes everything away. And if you're someone new or starting out, or if you even go into the negative there, that can take a lot of people out. So I, I say that not to scare not to scare people to not go into flipping i mean there's we definitely had lucrative deals last year as well but you know just to be maybe in this market i mean we'll see what happens once the spring comes Uh, but maybe in this market you know i know i'm being a little more cautious a little more conservative and i'm also trying to account for that five percent uh dip or stall i should say okay so i hopefully i'm totally wrong and it totally changes Uh, but you know again i'd rather I'd rather not do the deal than have to pay for that deal at the end of the day. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Time to be careful. That's for sure. Well, I, um, I just wanted to jump in and share my experience about my recent flip in orange, mm. uh, California. We had pulled a permit for, um, I think we tried to pull a permit for windows and learned that our house in close to downtown orange was literally like one or two houses inside the historic district i'm making quotation marks my contractor already ordered all the windows to replace the windows in the house and we can't put them in because you have to keep the either the original wood windows or the same look wood windows they require that so that keeps the character old town orange and that is not cheap Number no. one, are you fixing the old windows or keeping them with wood windows? Woo, that is like, uh, that's a little too expensive for like my flipping budget. <laughs> yeah, so that was like one challenge. And then um, my husband had pulled permits for like, I don't remember what he was and wasn't pulling permits for. It was like some of the things, but not all the things. So my contractor would tell the inspector, oh, that was already done when we got here. That was already done when we got here. And then the inspector would say, well, I want to see it anyway. So cut open the drywall here, cut open the drywall there. I have paid my contractor thousands to cut into all the drywall that he had done and patched and smooth. And then he has to cut into it, show the inspector, and then put it all back. Rip up wood flooring, show under the house because it's a raised foundation. 
And I mean, it's a pain, but you just got to deal with it. So whatever they did and didn't pull permits for wasn't enough. And those inspectors can ask to see whatever they want to see. Yeah, you have a snowball effect. And then, oh, now I want this. Now I want that. And thousands over budget. But, um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see. It's going to go on the market in a couple of weeks. We'll see where it shakes out. And then the time, too, because we have interest costs, Carrie. Oh. That is a big one. You know, I mean, I was emphasizing the other night, I was talking to the, the REN people in Los Angeles that, you know, if you have a $500,000 house and let's say you have 12% interest and you're flipping a house and you have, you know, what, what is it? What's 12% on 500,000? That's a 5,000 every month. Every so month. If you have a three or four month delay. There's 20 mm -hmm. grand, 15, 20 out, grand. Out the yeah, door. And this yeah. one, I mean, I'm close that my interest rate thankfully is 8%. But yeah, I have a hard money loan on this house mm -hmm. and um, it gets pricey very fast. My contractor doesn't seem to care that it took him four months to do it instead of two, but I'm like, oh, that's two more months of interest. And it's almost another 10 grand off the profit right there. I think, yeah, I know it's crazy. Well, you know, I think the saving grace, even though we got popped, I mean, I, I learned, you know, I always learn, I, I, I always look for the lessons, right, in every deal. And, you know, um, so one thing I was thinking is, you know, for all the houses that we didn't have permits on, you know, to get one out of all, you know, the 10, 20, 30, 40 houses or whatever that, you know, we didn't get in trouble or popped, you know, is, is, is worth it. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's a risk. You got to balance and average it all out. Mm -hmm. But you know, as real estate investors, we're risk takers. Yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, the thrill seekers. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, um, I would love to move on to mm -hmm. another deal where I guess it was a longer term deal in your short term rental where you also got caught. So, oh, yeah, about that one and what became of that. Okay, so this is a you know, a lot of you know, um, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I, 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 uh, I took a lot of the rentals that we own and we uh, made them into short-term rentals using the Airbnb platform. And part of the reason why is because I love using Airbnb. So when I travel, especially when it's for more than, you know, three or four days, I like to be in a house with a kitchen or be in the center of town and blah, 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 without having to deal with hotels and whatnot. Um, so I love the platform. And so it came like as a natural thing to actually do some on our own rentals. And, you know, luckily for us, you know, a lot of our rentals are in desirable places close to Disneyland, obviously near the beach, things like that. So uh, we, um, you know, I have to say, like many investors, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So I love doing a lot of different things. So this I, the point I'm trying to make is this is one of the few businesses that uh, when started made money immediately, like, and within the first month was profitable. So it was really, really exciting to me to go in there and transform our long-term rentals into short-term rentals. So um, with that being said, one of our rentals it was a condo and we had been Airbnb this for since, gosh, three years now, since 2015, no issues. Now, if you're gonna go into a complex like a condominium or anything that has an HOA, you have to be very careful. You need to review the CCNRs and the, and the bylaws and all that stuff. And when I bought this condo, I definitely looked into it and I didn't see anything that addressed short-term rentals, okay? So I thought, okay, we're cool. And like I said, for the last three years, 
we've been operating just fine. Well, I guess someone else in the complex, and that's a big complex, so I'm pretty surprised we were the only ones, but someone else in the complex decided to Airbnb their unit and got caught immediately. And, and then we got ratted out. <laughs> or I guess maybe after discovering them, they found us very quickly. So we got the letter to cease and desist. We got a huge fine, $1,000. And so I'm like, Ooh, okay, we're, we're going to stop that. And so I thought, okay, so a couple lessons here. If you're going to go into an Airbnb, just make sure, uh, I think a big mistake that a lot of new people getting into this make is that they rely on the short-term rental income to carry that house. And so from the beginning of time, I would tell people just make sure because the laws change all the time that your rental works either as a short term or a long term. I use the platform to double and sometimes triple my rent and all my rentals were just fine with long term renters and they cash flowed with long term renters. It was just nice creating extra cash <laughs> using right platform so um of course there's a silver lining in everything and so we we stopped we i had to cancel a bunch of uh reservations that we had i think we were booked out till like march or april and so i felt so bad for these people but we had to stop because hoa you know required us to but um a friend of ours a mutual friend of ours nancy lucci i have to give her credit here because uh she referred me to this website and it's called furnished finder so in the event let's say you have a situation like mine where you have an airbnb and you have to go into long-term rental and most cities define as long-term rental as anything 30 days or more um we, uh, I posted on this website, you have to pay upfront, but it's really nominal. It's like $99 a year, but it's called furnishfinder.com. And they, uh, they, their audience are traveling nurses and traveling doctors. And so they'll get contracts to go to hospitals around the country. And, uh, and their contracts are typically minimum two months, but can be up to four months. And they get monthly stipends on their housing. And so uh, we, I posted on this website and, you know, Within a few weeks, you know, I was getting a lot of hits from uh, from nurses looking for places to stay. Now they can stay in a room in a house, but in our case, in the condo, it was a two bedroom, two bath. So I had two nurses come that both had contracts, uh, asked if they could stay at the house at the place, and so they're they're uh, you because it's a furnished place. You can charge more, obviously, than long term rentals, and um, pretty much we got the same rate as we would be uh, renting it to Airbnbs. But the pleasure of not having to deal with you know check ins and turnover. Check yeah, yeah, no no cleaning and all that. Yeah. Or do you offer cleaning services? Well, you know, this is our first one, so maybe in the future I will. I mean, I, I mean, the one great thing about, you know, the short-term rental thing is at least I knew it was getting cleaned every week, you know, with the nurse thing. Yeah, maybe I should have offered a cleaning service so I can get in there and check the property, but maybe the next one, I, I, I didn't do it on this one. We, we already got the first contract, but I was just so, like, relieved because you know i'm like who wants when you're making double the rents or triple the rents who wants to go back to just you know market rent right 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 so definitely so thrilled and then you know i didn't have to take out any of the furniture and everything gets to stay and now i'm not in violation you know with the hoa so it's just win 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 situation all around so just a little tip 
Thank you, Nancy, if you're listening to this, but uh, it really worked for us. And, you know, I know, um, I know some people may run into that situation. So it's a great little find and, and, and furnishfinder.com. And if that happens to you, that definitely give it a go. So that's awesome. So I've looked into many HOAs and they have the requirement of a 30 day minimum rental, but a lot of cities throughout all of Southern California have just said no to short term rentals. So if you guys wherever you are, just check that out. And Iris makes a great point. Make sure that you're not relying on that solely because yeah. it can go away. Laws change, things change. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I found a place in um, Laguna Hills. There is this huge condo complex and I called them on behalf of a client and said, do you have any rules against short-term rentals and vacation rentals, Airbnb? And the guy goes, no, no, I don't think we do. And there's some of them going on. And I didn't say I'm calling for this person or this unit. It was somebody uh, that was just considering uh, buying. I was shocked because Laguna Hills is right next to Irvine, which is a very desirable place. So yeah. and next to Laguna Beach. And yeah. 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 It was right by the five freeway, mm -hmm. the Irvine spectrum. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like, mm -hmm. it's a golden opportunity for people, but wow, it's a little scary. Like if you go in relying on that and then if they change that in the future because of poorly behaved guests that, you know, that could be a problem. So yeah. beware, beware. Well, I'm glad that one turned out well for you. And thanks for yeah. sharing furnishedfinder.com. So oh. you guys can check that out. The other one I found too, during all this is a uh, corporate housing by owner, C corporate housing, chbo.com. I, I didn't actually go oh. on the website, but it's also a paid platform but you know, it's all corporate housing. So furnished housing. So in the event, something that that's maybe one you could check out as well. Awesome. Great tips today. Awesome. Okay. With that, let's move on to on our high note that we're going to end one of your best deals of the year. That was the oh, surprise. Yeah, this was a total surprise deal. So, you know, I, I deal primarily, I'm a fix and flipper. So I deal primarily with SFRs. It's my, it's my gig. It's what, and I like to stay in my lane. I like to do what I know best. Um, but at the end of this, of 2018, there was a deal that we came across my partner, Anastasia and I, um, and uh, she, she found this deal because of a long-term relationship. And I know you're big on relationships and networking and stuff, Holly. So uh, you're going to love this. But Anastasia had been talking to this uh, potential seller for, I kid you not, over 10 years. And, you know, just kind of, you know, call, I think cold called him and, you know, was asking if he was interested in selling his units. And, you know, he was never interested in selling his units, but he got a, he got a Christmas card every year. <laughs> so he, he knew who Anastasia was and sure enough, I guess this was the year that he was ready to sell. And, and, you know, Anastasia would always ask him, you know, if you would sell it, you know, how much would you sell it for? And it was like always over a million dollars and blah, blah, blah. And Anastasia was like, it's too much for the property. But this year, you know, uh, his health kind of declined. His, his uh, son and daughter stepped in. They didn't want anything to do with the real estate. This property was in South Central LA, rent control, nine units. And again, so this is a, this is a, a property type that I'm not accustomed. I mean, I, I we have other units and apartments, but it's just not something that I'm accustomed to, let's say, flipping. So, uh, and, um, and you know, LA, the cap rates are so low. Like, uh, these things don't, they barely cash flow, right? And again, you know, um, uh, what, it, um, 
you know, it's rent control and these tenants have been there forever and to get a tenant out and, you know, rent control building, you know, you have to pay them 20 grand and have good cause and all this stuff. So I was a little weary about this thing, but, you know, just for, for the sake of uh, clarity, you know, I'll throw out some numbers. So we bought this house for seven, seven, seven forty-five. And we closed right before Christmas Eve. It was like our little Christmas present. It was cute, but I was a little scared because, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not so much in the multi-unit uh, uh, market, but in less than a month, we had so many unsolicited offers for uh, almost close to a million to buy this house, like straight up. And I was so surprised. So I'm like, I was just trying to figure out what is going on here, right? I mean, is it because... Uh, it's close to SC and, you know, South Central. I mean, what, you know, the rent control, I didn't quite understand, you know, uh, what that meant, you know, but I guess the small apartments are a little hot right now. And so I'm really double thinking if we should keep this or if we should just go ahead and flip it because I'm a flipper and I honestly don't really like dealing with rent control and housing, you know, because it is with, you have right now, part of the reason why we got it for uh, uh, a good deal was because they had some housing violations and we took on the property with those violations. So we took on their problem. Again, another big lesson, right? You know, uh, sellers may not be motivated today, but they might be tomorrow. And you never know for what reason you can't judge it. Right. So he, he, he was, you know, starting to decline, you know, uh, in, in uh, mental capacity and, and, and they got pinched or they got hit with a couple violations from housing that it was really hard for him to deal with because he was much older. And so, you know, unmotivated sellers, you know, today could be totally motivated sellers tomorrow. So never give up, keep networking, keep those relationships going. Uh, so uh, anyway, <laughs> I kind of got okay, off. Okay. So let, I don't know if you said this, but how many units is it? this building it's, it's nine units and, and what was your purchase price you bought it for 745 and you're yeah. getting offers up to almost 1 million yeah. weeks after you closed that's right and so you know i am not sure if we're going to sell it to one of these um to one of these unsolicited offers i mean we might be better off and you know this holly because you're an agent but we might be better off going on the MLS and you know really going for it. So my goal right now is to make all the corrections so the house is clear, and then maybe um, and then see what happens once it goes to the MLS. So we might be able to. And anesthesia doesn't want to leave any money on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of exciting. It's kind of you know I had no idea that uh, that there was that much potential in these units. Uh, in, in South Central rent control. <laughs> so, wow. <good. laughs> so South Central LA, um, near USC, not the safest neighborhood, I take it? <laughs> um, no, and uh, we're right across the street from a church. <laughs> and apparently, you know, everyone tells me on the weekends, there's like a huge fiesta on the street and you got all kinds of street vendors. So I haven't been there on the weekends. Uh, and then, you know, I do see some tent encampments around there. So, you know, it's not like the perfect area. And I have to say, every time I've gone there and I've gone there at night, uh, you know, I, it, it doesn't feel like, you know, Irvine, <laughs> but it doesn't feel menacing either. So. Oh, okay. So you it's haven't been menacing. afraid for your life. Okay, yeah, good. So, I don't, I, I, I mean, I'll drive down there. It's not a, it's not a big deal. So, okay. Um, yeah. So I just, 
I, I, again, I don't want to predict that the, you know, small apartment uh, market is going to take off, but I just, you know, that's, that, I'm just sharing what my experience is and maybe I'm onto something, maybe I'm not, I don't know. Uh, but again, a great deal to begin with, you know, you make your money when you buy, but all due to a, a very long-term relationship and her not giving up on this, on this seller, right? You know, eventually yeah. they all are going to sell. So just, uh, are you willing to hang in there? <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, um, before we wrap up our show, um, what are you kind of planning and forecasting for this year? Are you changing mm -hmm. anything from last year? Yeah, you know, I, I'm definitely going to play it a little more conservative. I think I said, I made a statement earlier, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather not play and have to pay for it at the end of the day. <laughs> I'd rather just hang out with my, with my beautiful boys. Right. And then versus work so hard and then, uh, and then have the market dip just a little and then, um, you know, work for free. So no one wants to work for free. So, uh, it's not like I'm not buying anything. I'm just being a little more conservative as far as what we're getting into and just making sure that the margins are clear. And the thing is, is you have to know in your head that those deals are out there. They always are right? They always are. It's just, you have to be able to just know, believe in your heart that they're there and you will find them. There are people waiting for you to help them. Mm -hmm. Right. And so get out there. They're still there. So again, oh, and uh, something interesting, you know, um, you know, Anastasia is a broker. She's an agent. And what I'm finding is that uh, I have been meeting with several uh, potential sellers, you know, from the beginning of the year, and I've given them my honest, opinion on value and giving my you know this is my offer this is what i can do this is how much it's going to cost you know these are the holding costs you know laying out the whole thing and this is how much it's going to cost to renovate your house and they still want more than what i can offer and so i've been uh we, we i so I've, I've teamed up really well with anastasia because if they can't take my cash offer that will you know because let's say maybe cash is not the issue right they have time well then, you know what, let's just go ahead and list it. And at least, you know, she still gets the, the commission, which is great. Uh, right. But you know, at least, uh, you know, I guess what I'm saying is it's nice having a partner like that or a business partner you can work with where if you don't get the deal, you know, on the front end, at least you have uh, some commission or something out of the deal, right? Instead of just losing it. So. Oh, I'd love to jump in there and add, I've, um, I had two listings last year from wholesalers that brought me, they're like, they, they told me, Hey, Holly, I wanted to wholesale this house to you, but they, they're not, you know, in a desperate situ situation. I think they're best listing, but look at it to see if you can buy it. And then maybe you can list it. Mm -hmm. And, um, as a realtor, I cannot pay officially, you know, referral fees to a non-licensed realtor. So um, you realtors, you know that and you got to be careful, but find a way, find a way that you can be compensated. If you are a wholesaler or flipper and you refer a listing out to someone, figure out some kind of way that you can be compensated. Cause I found a way to compensate these people and do it legally. And that way, I mean, I got two listings as an agent that didn't work. For uh -huh. flips. So if you're in that situation, find a realtor that can compensate you and don't leave that money on the table because that's yeah. a great opportunity. I, I think so too. And I, and I just want to add, you know, uh, as, as an investor, as an, as a flipper, you know, we're here, we're out there to help people help solve problems for people. Right. And mm -hmm. in some situations, you know, maybe their best solution is to just list it. 
Yeah. Right. So don't don't take that away from them. Right. It's just uh just gain your karma points. The yep. Most. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. Great point, Holly. I mean, yeah, if you're a wholesaler, you know, you can get compensated. Just get creative. Figure it out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, before also before we close the show, I'd love for you to talk about your fantastic real estate club that's been running what over ten years now, right? Yeah, can you believe that? Holy <laughs> wow, gosh. We started that in two thousand seven. So yeah, we're gonna be yeah, this March it's gonna be twelve years. That's crazy. Awesome. Anyway, our real estate club is called Invest Club, formerly known as Invest Club for Women. So some of you may know me. Well, if you watched the first interview, it was Invest Club for Women for Women. Uh-huh. Um, but we meet every third Wednesdays of the month in Fullerton at Hotel Fullerton. And you can definitely check out the website. It's reinvestclub.com. So you can go there, check out who our monthly speakers are and just confirm dates and times. Again, we're typically third Wednesdays of the month from 6.30 to 9. And uh, come join us. We have great speakers uh, every month and would love to see you. And last but not least, you know, if you're... If you're new or you want to get into this real estate thing, you know, we, we created a class at Invest Club called 60 Day Challenge. And it's exactly that. It's a class that's going to kick your butt <laughs> into yeah. getting into real estate. So, you know, something that I found a common problem, Holly, I'm sure you see this a lot too. A lot of people talk about wanting to do real estate. They take a lot of classes, go to a ton of seminars, maybe even paid, you know, 30, 60, $70,000 on coaching programs, but yet they do nothing. They can't take action or maybe there's still fear. And so we created a program that is not a six month coaching program. It's not an overnight seminar. It's a 60 days and you can do anything for 60 days, but it's definitely something program that's going to turn you not into just turn you from a wannabe investor to a real estate warrior. Let me just yes. say that. And so uh, it's going to hold you accountable, all this great stuff. And so if you really want to dive deep into it this year, come check it out. It's 60daychallengeonline.com, or you can go through our website, RE Invest Club, and you can find out more. We are starting one again soon. So that's going to be in April. So if you're interested, please uh, check out the website, 60daychallengeonline.com. Thank you, Holly. And you know, Holly, Holly is a big part of the 60 day challenge too. She always comes as a guest mentor and helps out students. And you're just a wealth, wealth of knowledge all the time, Holly. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And there's a little self-interest in there too, that, um, you know, whatever these wholesalers find that doesn't suit your needs, you know, can come my way too. I'm always looking to buy houses. So there's definitely self-interest. I'm not that great, but whatever. I do love to help and teach people. Love, love, love it. I just get so excited for anyone to find more freedom in their lives through having more money because money buys freedom, right? reduces stress. Well, thank you so much. So our free giveaway for this episode, Iris is giving away a free pass to those of you that want to come to our club in Southern California and Fullerton. It's south of LA, north of San Diego. So a lot of you guys can come to it. So go to hardhatholly.com forward slash 113. We're episode 113. Wow. com forward slash 113. And there will be a link there that you can click on. And we will email you your free pass that you can, um, you can, we'll have the address for it and everything there and you can take it and go to Iris's club. It's awesome. I've been many, many, many times and it's fantastic information. So um, also you can text to the number 38470. 
That's 38470. You text hard hat, all one word, no spaces. And if you text me there, we can also send you the link for the free pass to the club and you'll get notified weekly of our new podcasts. So with that, um, thank you so much for sharing your very valuable time with us today, Iris. And what's your last words of advice for people who are thinking about or just haven't taken that action to jump? (laughs) Well, we have a couple of things or one of my favorite things at the club is have fun, make money. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So yeah, just go for it, you guys. I mean, there's, there's, again, my whole thing is there's so many ways to make money in real estate. So if you're, if you hang out enough, you be around the right people, uh, you know, get the right mentoring, the right uh, education, you're going to find something that suits your personality and suits what, what you like to do. And everyone can make money in this business. So just do Amen, it. sister. <laughs> Woo! All right, get out there, guys, and take some action. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review our show. And let us know in your review what you'd like to hear more of. For the show notes and free downloads for this episode and all others, go to hardhatholly.com.